Friday, everybody. This is Joel Cheeseman of the Chad and Cheese podcast. Uh, this week, Chad and I were in beautiful Hinton, West Virginia, to do a corporate gig for Practice Link, an organization that helps uh, recruit physicians. If you need physicians, go check them out. Um, special shout out to CEO Ken Ullman. Uh, really enjoyed our time there, and recommend anybody uh, visit Hinton if they're in the uh, in the area. Um, also, this month, Chad and I are going to be at the TA Tech Conference in Denver. Um, if you're going to be out there uh, September 27th through the 29th, uh, make sure you stop by and say hi. And also, just quickly note, um, if you are a corporation or a conference, um, Chad and I love doing live events and think that we add some value uh, to those events. So give us a call or contact us via chadcheese.com as well. And here's the show. Google, Lever, Intello, Monster, Jibe. What do these companies and hundreds of others have in common? They all use sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job, while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, S-O-V-R-E-N.com, for a free demo. Hi, your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Soash and Joel Chaseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Chief podcast. It's official. Good morning from Hinton, West Virginia. That is a West Virginia. We don't get that in mom's basement. No, we, we don't. Record that <laughs> right now. That's great. She always tells us to get the hell out. Mom's not happy with us. No, um, especially our explicit ratings every week. Yeah, that that's us. his fault. Um, we're here at the Practice Link annual. Meeting all hands international. Everybody's here. Global meeting for practice link. Flow flew us now, in for this. This was amazing. Flew us in. Flew us in. Yes, Did on a know? on a company jet that we've oh, never okay. done before. Yeah, which was very cool. Oh. And we could leave now and be happy. <laughs> yes. Um, so, practice link. For those who don't know, a lot of our listeners probably don't. Um, I would explain it as physician. It's sort of job board. 2.0, where physician recruiting, but there's a lot of human touch with the high touch. Am I getting this right, guys? Just not like if a, I'm just I'm not, I'm not good. <laughs> well, how would you explain? I would say physician recruiting with like a human touch. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. you, you've got you've got the you've got the really the, the best of both worlds from a hybrid standpoint. So you've got some some really good technology, evolving technology, and then you have the people behind it. So mm-hmm. one of the the issues that we have in our industry is that job seekers don't get to touch people, which is one of the reasons why. Uh, Chatbots. That sounded kind of creepy. No, they do. It is early. It's, I, there's a new job board idea. Job seeker touching. Touch people. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Somebody just bought that domain. So, so anyway, back on track. Uh, so, yeah, recruiting... And technology actually coming together and having human beings connecting. How's that? 
not touching. No, we're just going to butcher it. If you want to learn more, go to practicelink.com. No, we lo- I, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. Uh, we're doing okay, I guess. But we should get to the show probably. I'm sure practicelink doesn't want to hear what they do from us on the show. They might. So let's let's dive into it, okay. shall we? Hit it. Um, so we, we talked to the CEO of Dice uh, last week. It'll yep. be this week's show. And we thought a lot of it was sort of relevant to what you guys are doing in that they are... Um, so all of you know Dice probably, so you might not know Dice owns a ton of job boards. Like they took this strategy a long time ago where we're going to get in a, in a ton of niches. And if we're in 10 niches, hopefully seven to eight of them will be hot. And if, if two aren't, then eventually they will be hot. And they have basically failed in that strategy, I would yeah. think. And we talk a lot about career builder who's taken the strategy of screw job postings. We're yeah. going to be a technology company. Dice has said, well, we've got all these job boards. Let's focus on what is important. So they've funneled it down to three sites, clearance jobs, um, um, E-Finance, and then Dice. And the healthcare site that they own will be divested. Is it Health E? E-Health Careers or something? Health E, and then there's H Careers, which is hospitality, then Riggs Zone, Biospace. Biospace. So all of those, it looks like, are going to go into severe atrophy pretty quickly. So the, the, the lesson here is the prognosticators that have talked about the commoditization of jobs for a long time, right? A job is a job is a job. There's really nothing proprietary about it. The price and the value of a job is going to go down. So as a job board, what value do you bring if jobs are found everywhere? And what job sites that are in the niche industries are doing, a lot of things that Ken was talking about yesterday. It's content marketing, it's creating value. Um, I think there's discussions about how do we create community around our audience. I mean, I think personally, to have an audience of physicians of tens of thousands, you know, to have an exclusive private community of physicians that get great content and can, can you know, engage with each, with each other is a, is a great strategy, I think, for a niche job board because you have yeah. to go beyond jobs and just filling positions. We have to take a look at engagement, right? So in the, what we've seen over the years from job boards. So back in the day when, when I was at Monster, you might have still been at Job Options. Um, we really, you saw job seekers come to Monster, put their resume, and then leave, right? And, and there really wasn't a lot of engagement. Um, the best engagement that you had was really the, the email um, emails of jobs every day, which pulled you back in. That's where we got most of our, our return customers, kind of, where you could say... Oh, that was when everybody was excited to hear, you've got mail. Yeah, every, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Not anymore. Manual. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, in today, it's, it's changed entirely from the standpoint of being able to engage. And we, and we know that because whenever we hear our phone ding, what do we do? Right? So, I mean, it's very social, very social-driven. And to be able to, I'm, I'm a part of a social um, platform called RallyPoint. Um, I'm a veteran, I'm a military veteran, and that's a social platform only for military veterans. So it feels all nice and special, right? You can, you can only get in there if you're a veteran. It's, it's like Facebook for veterans. So the engagement for that is, is very high. Same thing that you, you see in some of the different different niches and, and I think you guys have a great opportunity to be able to do something like that as well. And you see this across the board I and mean, you see, so you're all on LinkedIn, right? So if you remember LinkedIn five years, five, ten years ago, it was basically my profile and connect to people and that's it. If you go to, if you go to LinkedIn today, what is it? 
it's a news feed, right? It's people sharing articles. It's basically Facebook for business. Um, and that's what we're seeing across the board. If you look at uh, the ladders, uh, anybody know the ladders? They used to be 100K jobs. Anyway, their job board niche. Now just sort ladders. Of, of like, it's just ladders now, although the URL is still the ladders. Um, so they, actually went out, they actually went out and hired uh, professional journalists to write stories for the ladders, and they're churning out seven to 12 stories a day to, get, to keep that content going, to keep the social shares going, to keep the, the, the audience engaged. Uh, I would say the stories are semi-TMZ-ish, to bring up TMZ for the second time this morning, but yeah. they're not, they, they go way beyond the you know, three tips to make your resume pop. Which is it's more like how not to fall asleep in the company meeting. You know, it's, they're still doing stuff that's related which, to that, but it's it's sort of. I, like being I don't know. I wasn't in all the meetings yesterday. Um, but yeah, if you take a look at the content that you guys have on the practice link side, right? I mean, it, relevant content, not on the TMZ side. We we disagree on on the the, the whole content creation um, from the standpoint of I don't. I don't believe in the TMZ side of the house just being able to pull people in to pull them in. It's kind of like the whole disinformation, fake news BS that's out there. Um, what you have from You're just giving the people what they want, Chad. People want to know how not people, to fall asleep people in a are, meeting. People are dumb. Okay? So what we need to be able to do is we need to educate them. Chad you, said that. You've got, you've, got great, uh, you've got great content to be able to do that. So are you guys pushing that content out? Fairly regularly, the, the content from Practice Link, the, the magazine. Don't and then put them on the spot. In. I'm going to put them on the spot. <laughs> Why'd they bring we're us here? here from... We're ramping it up. Okay. Yeah. We've always done it. Okay. But we're yeah. speeding it up. I mean, everyone knows Glassdoor, right? How did Glassdoor become as popular as they are? Anybody? I know it's 8 a.m. What does Glassdoor do that's unique? Reviews. User content that is what? Reviews, right? They're the first one to come along and say, we're going to give you reviews from people that work there. That's why people went to Glassdoor, because they had unique content that people wanted. If they had just been a job board and had jobs, they would not be Glassdoor. So whatever your niche is, you need to find that content you know, framework that works with your audience and, and go with it. And talking to Dice, that's kind of what they're doing with three of their sites, and they're sort of cutting ties with uh, the rest of their well, portfolio. It, it, and you really have to time. now, especially with Google for Jobs being out there, right? We don't know where that's going to go. But we do know that the job search mainly starts where? It starts on Google in many cases. Mm -hmm. and, and, and indeed. And guess um, who's a job board now? Yeah, Google. Yeah, Google. yeah, so Indeed's probably going to lose anywhere from 30 to 40% of their traffic because of the organic. That's not going to be there anymore. It's going to be job search results, right? So, and again, that's my guesstimation on what they're going to lose. Um, but what are they going to have to actually spend to? Get that, get that traffic back. Search engine marketing and wherever else they spend it. Th this is not just an Indeed problem, right? This is this is a this is a jobs problem overall. So how do you how do you become different? You know, how do you become that destination location? What we're seeing for the most part is a platform war between Indeed, LinkedIn, and Microsoft. Microsoft owns in, in, or Microsoft owns LinkedIn. In case you didn't know that, um, Google's getting into the game. There's People that say Amazon will eventually get in the game and Salesforce, some combination there. But everyone wants to be that one place where you post jobs, you get resumes, you have your career site, uh, you have video and you know, pre-screening and background. They, everybody, some, everybody wants to be like that whole suite of enterprise services. So the niche job boards that, can't, that don't have resources to compete on that level have to be 
unique, and content is a def definitely a way to do that, and uh, yeah. way that some are doing that. If you go to listen to some of our past shows, you also hear about uh, Indeed and the technology they're building to sort of compete with LinkedIn and Google, etc. They're acquiring, by the way. They're acquiring finally. Yep, they're making acquisitions, they're which has not been their thing mode. for a while. They're getting up out of startup. Well, mode. they got to compete. Yeah, I mean, which is one of the reasons why I don't. There's think some really swing, big, big swing, and you know what's in the industry now. Yes. and um, to compete, you have well, to be wallets. above and beyond. Yes, gotcha. Moving on, Reddit, Reddit, and Pinterest. So, advertising for the most part. Uh, do you guys do Google? Who's the marketing person in the room? We are. We okay. Are. are you guys on Google AdWords, Facebook advertising? You're doing stuff like that. So more and more sites are doing do-it-yourself uh, advertising platforms. And last week, Reddit, anybody know Reddit? It's sort of a really geeky kind of dig sort of site. Um, a lot of celebrities do AMAs. Well, I did say dig. <laughs> two Gs, like two Ds. Um, two Gs. So anyway, they, they have... What's interesting about them is 80% of their traffic is still desktop, which today is pretty amazing. When you look at Facebook, that's like 80% mobile at this point. I mean, mobile is such a huge, a huge part of that. So I think that's interesting because most application processes today are still desktop friendlier than yes. they are mobile friendlier. So we're advising or telling you know, people who want to have people apply, look at Reddit as an option because that audience is on their desktop. Um, the other news was that Pinterest, who's on Pinterest? Are there any guys on Pinterest? I'm always interested. There was, oh, there he is. I see him in the back. There was a, <laughs> it's good work. He's heard of it. It's, it it's, it's for woodworking, though, right? That's what you've got your woodworking. So there's a lumberjack. There was a comedian that said, there was a, a female comedian, she said, if your man is on Pinterest, he might be Pinterested in men. So, <laughs> so that brings us to the point of why Pinterest, uh, with uh, video advertisements now, I think yeah. is the news release. So Pinterest is 80 plus percent women. So if you're looking to get in front of that audience, diverse, you know, diversify, uh, Pinterest might be a really interesting way um, to do that. Advertising on these platforms aren't as crowded. They tend to be less expensive. Uh, Reddit particularly is super easy. If you remember Google AdWords back in the day when you didn't have to have a PhD to figure it out, um, it's very <laughs> similar to that. And um, yeah, from a cost perspective, the ROI is probably pretty good on those sites. Yeah, if you're looking for. Yeah, it. and and I mean, definitely don't don't shy away from mobile first and foremost. Okay, um, don't just. We're not saying don't do Google and Facebook. Yeah, don't. We're saying, um, but Reddit, other Reddit, Reddit yeah, is, is, yeah, is definitely a good option. Snapchat um, and. Pinterest, right? Snapchat. I mean, we're yeah, we're, we're you're looking at you're looking at all these different avenues, these different advertising channels, pretty much, just like radio stations. You guys know radio stations, right? Um, so they're different channels. They have de different demos, and you have to take a look at what you're trying to hit. So, what is your demo, and what demo are you trying to provide? What is your frequency? What is your channel? How can you do that? Um, so, Snapchat, Pinterest. I mean, they're really starting to look at their niche and they're trying to, to really be hyper-focused on that niche where, you know, I think you guys are doing a really... really you guys have a good job. sense of what social networks doctors are on? Because yes. I would have no clue. Uh, yeah, most of our traffic comes from LinkedIn. Um, and so docs are on LinkedIn from yeah. your experience. And, and we, we 
have um, client engagement on Facebook, but not really, not really anything that moves the needle. Okay. Well, it's good we have a LinkedIn thing at the end for the LinkedIn. For the LinkedIn. Folks. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Bumble. Bumble. Any single ladies in the audience? Anybody know Bumble? You're all married? Interesting. You're not. No. <laughs> so you're all right. Front row. Okay. We got you. So there, there's, a, there's a trend in our industry that, that dating sites believe they can be LinkedIn. Anybody heard of this? I don't know. E Harmony, so, e knows Tinder? Jobs, yeah. Tinder, Tinder, swipe right, left for dates, hookups, whatever. Um, so a while back, the CEO of Tinder said, we're going to compete with LinkedIn. <laughs> and they haven't launched anything yet, and this was years ago. So there's, oh, and we, eHarmony. Let's talk about that for a second. So eHarmony, uh, three years ago? Yeah. Maybe three years, announced it, two years ago, launched it, one year, Elevate. trashed it. Yeah. Um, so eHarmony, you guys all probably know, uh, dating site, they got into employment. And they said, well, if our little secret algorithm can match people for dates, why can't it match companies with employees? Um, it motivation. didn't really work out. Yeah, it motivation. didn't work out that well. Um, so they, they basically closed it up a few months ago, and they sold it to a site called Candidate.Guru, which I had never heard of until the announcement. Anybody um, heard of Candidate.Guru? We're going to have that guy on. No one's on Tinder. They don't know what Candidate.Guru is. Um, so anyway, Bumble, after reading it, not from experience, uh, uh -huh. men and women that are single go on the app, and women, I guess, instigate yes. communication. This is supposed to be a feminist version of Tinder. So the only way that that's, that what's, that's what the story said. All right. Um, so I'm just reading stuff. Chad can read everybody. Yes. Just so you know. This is new. This is a new he thing. likes to get that out it's every live show. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the, the female has to instigate the conversation. So now they're talking about Bumble Biz. Bumble Biz with two Zs. Two, two letters is a theme. D's, G's, and double D down Z's. Down yes. yes. Todd with a double D. So anyway, this new app is set under the same premise. So they're just talking about it. There's you, no yeah, app yet. Are you are you sick and tired of people reaching out to you on on uh, LinkedIn or in? I mean, it, it just it, it's one of those things where hey, look, I'm I have enough people trying to reach out to me to try to pull me into an organization or what have you. I want to be able to instigate the conversation, and maybe I'm a female engineer, unicorn is what we like to call them, because um, there, aren't, there aren't enough of them. I want to be able to instigate that conversation, right? And this is, this is an app that uh, they're, they're looking at, saying that they want to be able to compete with LinkedIn. See, the problem with these sites is they don't understand what they're trying to build already exists. Mm -hmm. It's called LinkedIn. And like... Tinder for business or Bumble Biz, like you're still branded as a dating site and people who don't want to be associated with that brand aren't going to join and they aren't going to join when they already have a thousand connections on LinkedIn that they've worked hard to build right. to now go to something else to build that from scratch. So unless they're, you know, targeting millennials exclusively or creating something, but millennials want to connect with old people because old people can get them jobs. Bunch of millennials on a business network aren't going to help each other very much. No. Um, so to me, this whole premise is ridiculous, and I think it's a little bit of um, what's the word? Egotism or um, 
when you're comfortable. Um, um, anyway, it's on. eight in the morning. <laughs> it's eight in the morning, people. Okay. No, they get comfortable and they think, well, we, we conquered the, the dating world. We're going to conquer the business world. And I think it's a huge mistake for these sites. And I think yeah. Bumble Biz is destined to crash and burn. Well, I mean, if you've got a company the size of eHarmony who has this special sauce and they can't get it done, right? What makes you think that you're swiping or you're engaging? I mean, it's just... It's, and eHarmony was incredibly stupid because they're fighting Tinder and all the apps. Like, nobody uses eHarmony anymore. No. Like, why would I fill out two hours of a whatever when I can swipe right and get a date tonight? I mean, it's built for the mobile world and the world is... Or just have a robot find a person for me. Right. And what's dumber, though, is job sites that think they can be dating sites. So Jobber, we found out... uh, Does anybody know Jobber? J-O-B-R. They were bought by Monster for a whopping 12 million? Yeah. Something? Monster. So this is a while ago, so we're we're digging up the past a little bit. But this was a site where essentially... Uh, you went on, and then they had random jobs that were local, and you swiped right if you liked it, and you swiped left if you didn't. And it was basically just pulling in jobs from, like, uh, API from yeah. Indeed or something. So there was nothing unique about it, and it was really stupid. And Monster, who does really stupid things most of the time, bought them for $12 million, and I don't think we've heard anything from Jobber since that happened. So it works both ways. Job sites don't try to be a social network. Social networks, dating sites, don't try to be LinkedIn. Well, and remember, Monster bought... Tickled. Oh, yeah. Instead of buying who? We're going way back. Instead of buying who? We're going way LinkedIn. back. LinkedIn. Yeah. They could have bought LinkedIn. Well, they would have screwed LinkedIn up, just so you know. They would have screwed LinkedIn up. They would have. I was there. Monster had no focus. They definitely they were, would have fed up. They were spending like you wouldn't believe. And, yeah. They and Tickled. Tickle is a good URL. Like, that's a good brand. I mean, you can you can work with Tickle. It's yeah. better than Jobber. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they just, they kind of killed it. I don't, I, if, if any of you go to tickle.com on your site, I'd be interested to, to know what it goes to, if anything. Hopefully it, le- it at least directs to uh, monster.com. So great segue to Monster, I yes. guess. You like how we did that? Yeah. So Monster was in the news, which is really interesting. Monster is not in the news very often. They kind of suck now. Um, hey, they when I started blogging 10 years ago, all I talked about was Monster, because they were the only ones doing it. It was like Monster Career Builder, uh, Indeed Simply Hired, we're doing stuff, Glassdoor was coming out, but we're actually talking about Monster maybe for the first time in a long time on this show. Yeah, I think yeah, we talked about a little bit about the, the sale. We're still waiting for their CEO to come on, on the show, which should be great. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath though. No. So what did Monster do this week? Getting flamed. They won an, an exclusive, huge award from Consumer something. Consumer. A Consumer, yeah. So... They, it's, it, the it's, topconsumerreviews.com gave Monster a five-star rating, which was their only five-star rating. And, and now, and if really, you listen to the other sites, you'll see how bunk this is. So, and I'm not even sure Top Consumer Reviews is actually a real site. So there's a disclaimer. They pay someone to review the sites, yes. which there's only five sites that they apparently reviewed. Resume Rabbit's number two. So you know it's a legit... <laughs> job board uh, reviews if the resume rabbit is number two with four and a half stars the ladders with yeah. four snag a job legit window down career builder career builder resume zapper resume i don't think resume zapper. is zapper around anymore like these were sites if you remember you'd submit your resume and they'd send it to like a million people oh, yeah. and then you'd get spam email back for like the rest of your life you'd have to change your email address yeah. but the 
the, the site is exactly the same way it was mm. in 1999. Exactly. Nothing's changed. And the, it's zap your resume to thousands of recruiters. Like, it's still the same message. Anyway. And then job.com, which is very shady because we think it's a career builder site. No, or do you think it's monster? Job.net. So who owns job.com? Anyway, it's sort of shady. You can't contact them. Uh, they got a two out of five stars. So hooray for Monster with your five-star rating and because all the other sites suck. They don't even talk about Indeed. They don't even talk about like legitimate job sites. So we're, so sort, of, we're sort of sketchy on how reputable we're, we're, this we're, review site we're is. Seeing, I mean, we're seeing this everywhere in every aspect of news today. I mean, there, if you go to Facebook, you see all these prank kind of things that come into your feed that, you know, is, is really, I hate to say it, but it is, it's fake. Um, and, and then you see this type of stuff and it's like, from a source standpoint, this goes back to the TMZ stuff. Yeah. If it's not real content, then you start to see those URLs and then you're like, you're disregarding it as just marketing fake. So, you know, well, the shame is job seekers don't know any better. Go to these sites and they go, oh, I got to be on job.com and I got to be on resume zapper because they have four out of five stars. And it's, 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 uh, it's unfortunate, but it, it also supports the fact of why people go to Google to get their information. Yeah, well, and again, we'll go back to the whole behavioral, you know, lifestyle. You're not on a job board every single day unless you work on one, right? Um, you're not on LinkedIn every day unless you're a recruiter in most cases and you're trying to leverage it or you're trying to leverage it in, in marketing or something like that. But if you're just a normal Joe, you're going, to, you're going to work, you're not on LinkedIn every day, right? You are going to Google every day. You know, in most cases, I know I am, even if I don't go on, on uh, my desktop, I am because I have a droid. Um, that's part of the lifestyle piece of this thing. So that's where you've got to find that, in, that point of engagement, right, um, for all of these job seekers to be able to pull them back in and to re-engage them and try to stay away from this kind of crappy content. Keep putting the amazing content that you guys already have um, and get it out there in bite-sized chunks. Well, I'd venture to say that practice links rankings on Google are far more beneficial in saying we are a reputable site than some crappy review site saying they got three out of five stars. Yeah, the job seeker and all that. Yeah, a physician that goes, searches for physician jobs and sees practice link says this is reputable. Obviously it's a competitive space. They rank well, they must be legit. I'm gonna go there and that has much more value. Do all you guys know that Google is now a job board basically? You can search jobs on Google and you can actually listings of jobs and go, to, okay. We may talk about that after the show. We'll, we'll sort of spitball uh, topics and questions. But I just want to make sure that they knew, because that's an important um, I, yeah, I evolution so. of our industry. And right. as we talk about evolution, anybody hear the two letters that have been popping out of, it seems like everybody's mouth every other second, AI, AI this, AI that. No, that's OH. Automation. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you had to sneak that in. <laughs> uh, so AI is seems like it's everywhere, right? And we we take a look at you had a, you had a, a piece on China that you should have hit. Sure. So big news, right? Robots are taking over. They're taking our jobs. They'll probably take our women and men at some point. <laughs> no. Have, um, have you seen those? So sex the the, dolls? the chat. <laughs> 
No, we're not talking about sex robots. The sex bots. No, no, I'm not doing it. Just say no to sex robots, Chad. I'm not talking about it anymore. So, in China, this is a, I mean, we're talking about a a billion plus people. Okay. Uh, They're buying more robots than any other country in the world to basically replace all these workers in the world. And this this is a huge human problem. If you have a ton of anybody in any country that can't find work because robots are doing their job, what do they do? What do governments do? Um, they revolt, maybe. They get the pitchforks and the fire out, and they go take the government's head off. Luddites um, 2.0. You know, Here we go. Yeah. So there are government, you know, governments out there that are talking about sort of a universal minimum income where everyone in the country gets money to basically not revolt against the government. To basically play Xbox all day and go to McDonald's. Not kidding here. This is one of the things that Bill Gates actually threw out because I mean we see Elon Musk. It's, I think it's going to happen. Musk. I don't Bill know. Gates. I mean some. I mean some of the biggest brains that are out there um, are actually talking about this because they understand that AI is AI robots automation all the way through is going to be an issue and this is really a huge litmus test. So when you take a look at China. And it actually says uh, shipments of robots to the country rose 27% to 90,000 more than any other country. And what they're trying to do is what? what? They're trying to outproduce us and everybody else around them, but do it in a more cost-effective manner. So why why is everything, say, made in China in the first place? Because it's, it's cheap to get, right? It becomes even more cheap. I mean, a lot cheaper when robots. When robots make this shit. So, I mean, this is. This of course, is, we'll be at war with China because they'll have to have a war. Yeah. So, give these people something to but, do. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Like, go. governments have options. Like, let's so, go to war. How things happen. Um, yeah, I mean, look at the numbers. We got like 3 million truckers, taxi cab drivers, pizza delivery people. Yep. Um, I mean, think about everything that could be automated, including the physician world. This is something that I don't know much about, but I know more and more surgeries are being either automated or have help with automation and Computer. robots and yeah, stuff's going in you and fixing and coming out and you're done. And so I would think it's going to hit, it's going to impact almost every profession. That was the technique. And how, 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 we, how we as a job, a job in employment industry um, tackle this or address it um, is a fascinating story. Yeah. Um, you've got Elon Musk, founder of Tesla, SpaceX, really, really smart guy, probably the Edison of our time, talking about we should have a global agreement not to build like military robots. Chad's in the military. He says we already have robots, which scares me a little bit, but we probably do, right? There's going to be like countries go to war with Terminators, and whoever has a Terminator left standing, they'll keep building Terminators. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a big coliseum where we can watch the Terminators fight each other because we won't have jobs because we'll just watch we'll just watch Terminators kill each other for fun and get paid by the government. That's the future, folks. That's what we're that's what we're looking. That's the future. God, that is stupid. I come up with some Um, crazy stuff at eight a.m. in the morning. So, some some of the some of the other impacts that we see uh, are on taxes, right? So we get taxed. Humans get taxed when we get when we get paid, but if we're not getting paid, then who's getting the tax? Tax the robots, right? We got revenues. Well, and, and they laugh, but Bill Gates has 
introduced. California's already talking about yeah, it. Yeah, that companies should pay a tax if they have a robot replace. And possibly pay lower taxes on human workers. You like how we just did that? Human workers. <laughs> on the human workers. So, I mean, They're it's, like the bastard children. We gotta give them something to do. Yeah, we gotta... Something already. They can't just sit there. No, they can't. Well, they can, but it's but not going to be good. They probably like to do that. So, in our industry, okay, so let's try to pull this over into, into recruitment. Yes, please. Wrap um, this up. It, there's so much that is going on out there right now that is focused on process. That's focused on being able to take a look at really predictive measures moving forward. Machine learning, right? Google's doing a ton of machine learning stuff right now. There's some amazing companies that are out there hiring Saul, Bryant. Um, they're machine learning. They're focused on being able to source on the front end. Okay, so instead of you having to go out there and source 500 candidates, right? I like what you're doing here. You're bringing it back to recruiting. I That's am. Good. You like this? That's good. That's so, why I have you on the show, Jeff. Yes. Not just a pretty face. So, what are you laughing? Um, so that taking that 500, right? Okay. So here's, here's a great, here's a great example. Brylant, um, was in a competition. There were 6,000 resumes. There was one requisition, right? And, uh, human beings, human recruiters were actually going in on this contest to see who could find the, uh, actual individuals who these companies hired. Well, it took the winner, I think it was 28 hours, 28 hours yeah. to go through 6,000 resumes, go through all the, you know, all, the, all the things that he had to do to be able to do that. Guess how long it took the technology to go through 6,000 resumes? Who says less than 10 minutes? Two seconds. Who says less than five Two minutes? Two point something <laughs> seconds. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, maybe it was five. But it was like in this ridiculous, okay? So being able to, now that's a sourcer. A recruiter, they're, they're, recruiters run full desks. They have to source. They have to, I mean, they have to do everything. In this case, this is really a great enabler, right? So you can go through, boom, you, your rec, it hits the database, it brings back the people, not in 28 hours, but in five seconds, everything comes through, and then you can start the process, and then you can start then the interviewing, the AI interviewing process, which there is, um, there are technologies that are out there that are actually doing that as well. So you're really yeah. flipping. The robot source them, then they send people to a chat bot, and then they chat with a robot, and then eventually and then they schedule them. Human and then they schedule them, right? Yeah. And I mean, who's who's doing manual scheduling right now, as opposed to? And I mean, you guys are very high touch, which I which I love. So I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, but who's using? Any type of like Calendly or, or any type of schedule. I just realized our listeners can't see hands go up. Somebody we should stop. They can't right there. <laughs> there's four people on this live. Okay, there's Right now, six. they'll see, they'll see right. later. All right. Yeah. So anyway. They can't see them though. Hey, well, that's because you didn't turn the thing. Idiot. Okay, your point's good. Talk about VCV, VCR, whoever it is. We talked about the startup. <laughs> VCR. It's not a horrible name. Beta VCV. Max. They're, they're Russian. I mean, they don't know any better. So, yeah. um, you, mar marketing should check out their site. Like, it's almost funny. But it is funny. they're they're BCV. The, they're, they're, they mean a well, a and the messaging on their site is great. It says something like, uh, Not "A English. typical recruiter four days to recruit so and so. Our robot four minutes or something, or like forty five minutes." Yeah, it's it's a recruiter aided 
kind of scenario. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't make you feel like you're going to lose your job. It just makes you feel like you're going to, you know, have help. Yeah. We're going to help you right out the door, right? Um, so, so they do, PracticeLink does a great job of actually talking to physicians, finding what they want, and then matching them to companies that need those yeah, kinds of people. So, so them as a company should think, like, can a robot, can we automate the conversation with a doctor at some point. I think so that when we get them. in Q&A, I mean, these are questions. Okay, we can ask that. But I think that's a question that all companies are going to ask. Like, oh, yeah. all the jobs we have here now, what can be automated? I would venture to say you probably want humans talking to physicians for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think, well, again, we'll have that discussion later. I think there's, mm -hmm. there's, there's a, a ton of, a, a ton of uh, conversation around that. Um, yeah, so right, anyway. Let's move on then. So who's ever sold anything on Facebook? More hands. Stop it. Or at least... At least. I, am, I am here for practice right, okay. Night, okay? I am here for, for the, practice For night. the listeners, that's maybe 5%. Okay. So you sold something on sure. Facebook. Sure. Last week, first time I ever sold something on Facebook. Lawnmower. Put it out there. Took a picture of it. It was funny because it's, it's like nobody is doing small engines anymore. You can't get anybody to pick up your mower. It's just like trying to find a carpenter or an electrician anymore. It's almost impossible, right? So I'm going to have to pay somebody to pretty much take my mower away. And then my wife says, why don't you just put it on Facebook Marketplace? Okay. Put $25 on it. Chad does whatever his wife says, by the way. Because she's smarter than I am. <laughs> no one's debating that, Chad. And she listens, so I have to say these things. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So where was that? Yeah. So you're mower, selling your mower. Three, it, this would be where the cricket audio would come in yeah. if I had that, that audio. So, so within three hours, it was actually sold. How does Facebook market work? Marketplace work? It's really kind of cool from the standpoint of you put the I, I put my mower out there, and pretty much everybody in the marketplace could see it in my general vicinity. Anybody who was searching for you know lawn mowers in that area. And they started to Facebook message me. And I had no clue in hell that anybody was going to come through Facebook Messenger. And I had all these people that were using Well, you only Facebook. have four friends anyway. So it's amazing. Yeah. Like that. Well, that's why I was, I was thrilled and scared at the same time. Um, but anyway, sold in three hours. Think of now Facebook taking Marketplace into jobs. Are you done? I can go. I can okay. Go. So Facebook has almost two billion people, right? Like, so Facebook is sitting there going, going, "What can we? What business can we just crush today with our billion plus people?" And it was only a matter of time before classifieds was going to come into it, right? Like, Engaged. Craigslist is this huge thing, but it's old and yeah. it looks awful. So <laughs> Facebook, knowing they get you know hundreds of millions of people engaged on mobile, said, "Let's launch a marketplace where you sell stuff." And at the same time. At the same time, they launched job postings for company pages. Yeah. So if you have a company page on, on Facebook, you can post jobs for free. People who follow you will get it in their, in their news feed. You can advertise it to particular, um, you can target uh, the jobs to particular um, demographics. And very recently in Facebook's marketplace, they have added a jobs link. So now in marketplace, which by all accounts we think is very popular, yeah. If Facebook gets 500 million engaged users a month on mobile, if you say 5% use Marketplace or at least visit it at some point, let's say it's 10% to keep the math easy. Yeah. You know, you're looking at 5 million. If, if 
10% of that looked for jobs or, you know, 500,000 if my, my math is right. Now, that's not a huge number, but it's not anything to sneeze at. Like, no. if they really push that, it could easily get up to the million, two million, three million visitors per month that yes. are looking at jobs on Facebook Marketplace. Well, and, and the, the beautiful part about this for, for Facebook is we're back to engagement. Where does engagement happen? It happens in your timeline, right? And they have a ton of intel on you. They've got data scientists throughout Facebook looking to find out different angles to target you for products, services, whatever the hell it is, right? In this case, for jobs. So if my jobs are set up in, in uh, Facebook Marketplace and I want to be able to make sure that they actually get out there in a stream, being able to pay for that from an advertising standpoint makes a lot of sense, right? They already have platform in place. Mm -hmm. So just being able to, to, and, to pull it And over. great targeting, right? Like to be able to target physicians in West Virginia, you can do that on Facebook, which is pretty cool. Now I will say um, they're, they're, they think that Facebook will eventually move past only the, right now only the jobs that are posted on company pages are showing up in Marketplace. It's pretty nasty what, right what, now. What yeah. experts are saying is eventually they'll pull content from all over the place. Pretty so you, you won't have to have a company page or post jobs. They'll just do a deal with LinkedIn or somebody, and they'll pull in all LinkedIn's jobs, and those jobs will show up on, on the job site. So you guys should be aware that if Facebook ever opens up their platform, are your jobs opportunities being on Facebook? That's something to consider, because I think that'll be a place where people will want their jobs to be yeah. posted. Well, so Google markup's big, being able to make sure that you can, I mean, it's all about looking to what's next. These big platforms, how are you gonna be able to engage with them? You know, and work with them as opposed to try to fight them because it's not, I mean, it makes no sense to try to fight them. Most of the job sites that we talk to who are putting their jobs into Google for Jobs, which is what they're calling Google's job search, are seeing about a 15% spike in traffic. Some more. Now, we'll argue that they better enjoy it while it lasts yes. because eventually Google will say goodbye to them. They won't need their content anymore. Yeah. Well, so there's a couple of different things. First off, as more content gets in there, you know, the, the likelihood their job's Span. gonna show up. Yeah, the likelihood their job's gonna show up is, is gonna be lower. Uh, not to mention also, we've talked about, um, you know, the prospect of Google focusing on the original job. And where does that original job actually exist? On the applicant tracking system. So as applicant tracking systems, and we've talked to many of them, start feeding jobs into Google, which they are, um, that algorithm's gonna change. That's going to change. And we know that Google's really good about taking duplicate content and finding out where the original source was yep, and putting that in the search results. And the ATS is, in most cases, the original content. So we think, if you guys remember Indeed 10 years ago, Indeed it was all job boards when they launched. And job boards loved it, free traffic, and then slow. it was like the, the frog in the boiling pot, right? Like degree by degree these job boards rankings started to slide and Indeed was like, well, you got to pay for exposure. So now all these job boards paid them and yeah. they still pay them. Yeah. And ultimately more, more direct employers are on Indeed than ever before. And we think Google's going to do the same thing. We think over time, ATSs will be the main content. Job boards will have to pay yeah. to get exposure. And Google's printing press of dollar bills will continue to roll and we'll all just be renting in their world. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> I'm done. Go Mountaineers. <laughs> and we're there.
LinkedIn, is that it? Is that the last? LinkedIn. All right, let's talk LinkedIn. Okay, you start this, this is dumb. So Link, all right, so Microsoft buys LinkedIn $26 for $26 billion. billion, which I know is chump change for Ken, but for most of us, <laughs> for those of us who don't own a town, uh, <laughs> we were pretty, so a lot of us thought, well, Microsoft bought it because they don't want Google to have it, or they don't want you know another company to have it. But to their credit, Microsoft is taking LinkedIn seriously. They're launching some really good products and services, and they're launching some really, eh, what were they thinking? Why is this a press release stuff featured? Basically, stuff that Facebook has had for ten years. LinkedIn will release and set and make it a news a news event. So this week, some of you, if you're on LinkedIn, you may have seen. If you're on LinkedIn, there's a little green dot letting people know that you're live on LinkedIn. Now, a lot of people probably don't want to net let people know that they're live on LinkedIn. And will recruiters know that I'm like, can I pick who sees me on LinkedIn? So anyway, uh, it's a small news story, but we like throwing LinkedIn because it's a hot topic. Um, oh, so yeah, because the Facebook messages, messages weren't enough that people know you're online. Now they're going to know you're online on LinkedIn. Yeah. And so get ready for that. Well, they're catching. I mean, they're, they, they're catching up to, you yeah, know, what I mean, Facebook did. If you're actively selling or looking for a job, you're going to be live on LinkedIn. If you're not selling something or looking for a job, you probably won't want to be live that on doesn't LinkedIn. Mean, just, it doesn't mean you're looking for a job because you're on LinkedIn. You could be looking through the feed and looking through the news because most of that stuff's articles and whatnot, at least in my feed. You get all the TMZ crap. Um, but then you take a look at some of the things that LinkedIn is doing on the messaging side. Okay, I get it. Um, but then they've got these stupid, stupid shit like photo filters. I mean, you know, want to, oh yes, yeah. I, want, I want my- Supercharge your career with LinkedIn photo, photo filters. filters. Yeah, and that's what supercharge That's what's been missing. Yeah, if I only knew that my photo in antique would actually raise my value, my value, my stock, I would have, I would have done antique a long time ago. This is some of the stupidest if shit If my I've pick seen. would just like, look like an eight millimeter camera photo, <laughs> I could get a job. Great, yeah, all granular and stuff. Yeah. It'd look really good. I don't know. Ultimately, messaging is the most popular thing to do on a mobile device. So LinkedIn has to get into messaging in a real way. This is another step toward messaging in a real way. That well, you know who's online and who isn't. And you can see now who's read your message. I mean, they're, they're doing those types oh, of things yeah. now. So, I mean, yeah. from a messaging standpoint... And video, you, too. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't talk... So, they're doing... Uh, nat native video is another thing that they, th that they announced. We have native video. Well, I've been able to post a video on Facebook for a long time. I, I've been able to post a video on YouTube since 2003. Like, why is this news? Well, it's another step of LinkedIn getting into, like, engagement, connecting, engaging with each other, recruiters, companies, salespeople, etc. And they, they keep marching toward... That reality, yeah. And again, it goes back to who's going to be the platform. Where is an employer going to go to get all their employment stuff done? It's either Google, LinkedIn, Microsoft, Facebook, maybe, and then maybe an Amazon player down the road. Amazon, yeah. Slack is another huge player that we didn't talk about. But if you're you guys use Slack for the company, okay. So Slack is hoping to displace email, make enterprise a, a, a messaging platform so someone's going to buy slack for a bunch of money and it's going to like instantly put like them in the, the enterprise valuation or something like that was nine billion yeah to put it in perspective monster Ridiculous. staple job board great brand sold for 500 some million 
On the clearance. Career builder. Yeah, the just took, just sold a, uh, um, a majority stake. $500 million was about what we heard. Yeah. Dice's valuation is under $100 million. Slight Slack, a three-year-old startup. Messaging. Has service. a $6 billion. Six? Last I saw. It may have gone up since then. Someone's going to pay billions of dollars for Slack, which is basically a messaging app for business. So that tells you kind of the weird world we're living in and how little value people place in job boards, or at least traditional job boards. Yeah, and we will see startups, at least we've seen, and I, I think we'll continue to see startups who are hyper-focused in one area to be the best in that area, just so that they can be sold to Google or Microsoft or Amazon. or I mean, that's, that's how they're really going to be pitching it. Yeah, all these sourcing sites and people search sites, they're all going to get gobbled up at some point. The Intellos, the hiring solves... I assume that they will get bought at some point. Yes. Yeah. That's a prediction. You heard it here first. Uh, heard it here first. All right. That's all we got. That's all we got. We can go into Q&A. Thank you. Let's say official goodbye. Thanks for having us. Rowdy crew. Rowdy crew here at Practice Link. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.